Hey, everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 414. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Ichigo Gummy. And so how is everybody doing tonight? It's uh, hot, and I am disliking it. Trust me, I, I, know, I, I know that feel, believe you me. For those of y'all who are new to the show, we always have run into these issues with heat, and especially me since the computer is right here, and I don't we're on Twitch, you can kind of see things. Now, over here is the entrance, and I have a breeze coming here. And over here... Right, but when air conditioners have a breeze coming here. Now, you're probably asking yourself, um, why don't you turn on the air conditioner? Let me explain it. It should kick in just right about now, give or take. Yeah. That's fairly loud. <laughs> exactly. That's why I always suffer through the heat when doing the show, because the air conditioner is right here. So what you're saying is you suffer for our fans. Basically, that's what I do. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we are live tonight, week of... July 16th, 2019, we're here live on Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. Uh, you can find us at Twitch TV slash Vogue Network. We're grateful to be part of the Vogue Network family and affiliated podcast. You can also find us through live.vognetwork.com. And don't forget, we have a Discord, uh, vognetwork.com slash Discord. All the Vogue Network affiliated podcasts have a chat room in it, so swing by, come hang out. If you have some awesome news for us, leave it in any of the chats and we'll check it out. Um, it's me, Ari, and Ichigo. Mako-chan has the night off. She has to get up a little extra early for work. So, you know, I'm one of those where all I need is five hours of sleep. She doesn't. A couple other people on the show need more than five hours. So it's quite yeah, understandable. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, brother. I feel you. I mean... You, you know what sucks is I mean this is me I can I, if I get up during the night to go to the bathroom I'm actually boned because that somehow resets my sleep schedule and I'll end up sleeping in till about seven fifteen or something like that so I gotta sort of like hightail it to get dressed and get ready and be out the door so I can catch my train to go to work. And speaking of work, that's why we couldn't do a show last week. I had to do a project for work, setting up a bunch of new computers, and Tuesday was the optimal time for it to be done. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to say no. And everybody on staff here works hard, so I'm like, you know what? Let's just have a week off to chill and relax and do things that we got to do. So, yeah, that's how we're going to rock and roll tonight. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, we're going to go around the room, ask everyone, how was their week? How was their day? Ari. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I know I got paid this time last Tuesday. Ching. But, you know, bills and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, saw a couple of wrestling pay-per-views, like, mostly last weekend. Mm-hmm. But uh, I also uh, 
happened a couple weeks ago, like after after they are on night off, I guess. I, wait, like after like two weeks show, two weeks ago show, but you know, like Thursday, I got the uh, CPAP machine back there in the background, which I uh, hooked myself up to when I'm asleep. How's that going it's, for you so far? Uh, not bad. It took a little bit to get used to wearing the thing. Yeah. Because it likes to tell me that the. Uh, because one of the things it judges you on is like how tight the uh, mask fits on your face. Mm-hmm. And uh, it even has a freaking app that uh, actually scores you on how on how well the thing operates when you're sleeping. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, hours you use, how long it stays on, like events per hour, which is a uh, you know like storing and shit like that. Yeah. I get, with that thing, like it's after like between like one and two a night, down from like. 55. Yeah. So, it, it's helping. That's it, good. You're supposed, it's supposed to be a couple, you know, weeks or months before you really see the, uh, you know, benefits of it. Right, right. Uh, also, I was lucky enough to get the full face mask, because there, there's three kinds. Like, that one, like, one that's, like, only covers your mouth, it has, like, two little slots for your, where your nostrils sit, and yeah. uh, that's, like, super uncomfortable and mm-hmm. one it just like plugs directly into your nose yeah so yeah I went with the first one because you know the, the other two just felt weird alright that's cool um, uh, whoa what uh, you just became a big blue Skype window on on the uh, stream uh okay well I well it's probably because I'm messaging our guests and letting her know what's going on and most likely, Skype OBS is like, yeah, no. All right. Also, I keep uh, going. I will. I will fix that. It should flip right back. See. Mm-hmm. Also, I went up, went in for the first uh, appointments, first of many, many, many appointments, and a specialist for a uh, bariatric surgery surgery oh. counseling. That's good. Yeah. Look, you are about to embark yourself on a, on something positive for you. Don't think about the negatives. Think of the positive. That's all you got to do. It's going to be a rough, hard road. But when you get to the end of that road, it's going to be worth it, dude. If I get approved for it, I'm going to cut out like 70-some-odd percent of my stomach. The actual organ, I mean. Oh, I know. So, that'll be fun. And I'm getting... Yeah, it's like a mile-long list of uh, specialist meetings like, and uh, doctor's appointments I got to go to before they'll even uh, you know, consider me for it. Oh, okay. Well, you know, like I said, just keep at it and just keep doing your best to keep being healthy, you know? That's that's the best thing to, to do. Yeah. Trying to, you know, best I can. Oh, believe you me, it ain't easy, especially with the cafeteria at work. <laughs> Whew. They don't call this. freshman 15 for no reason, Ronma. Uh, don't get me started on that. But there are vegetarian options, so. Okay, um, Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? And how you been? Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a little while. Um, I have been working on stuff for Otakon. Um, 
So that's been basically my main focus is just doing Otakon stuff. If you guys are going to be there, come see me in PhotoSuite. I will take your picture. Well, I might not be the one taking your picture, but I can help you make sure your wig's not falling off and your armor is in just the right place and you're facing your light and all the lovely stuff. Um, so I've basically been getting ready for that and trying to help out my friend who is now running Mimi Cafe and finalizing everything with that. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just basically been getting ready for Otakon. I'm not in con crunch mode or anything. Oh, uh, I will be cosplaying there, though. I'll be Yaoi from uh, uh, Psycho Pass. Mm-hmm. I, know that, ser- yep, that, yep. I know that series, yeah. Just Psycho Pass. Um, that's the only cosplay uh, that I will be doing. Um, unless I just do some like fashion stylized version of some other character, but it's next weekend? Question mark? So About yeah, it's that's, next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So that's getting ready. The con, the con, the con crunch is high for a lot of people, except unless you're me, because you're going to BronyCon, you only have two cosplays. Yeah, I and and BronyCon is I one I was considering, but it's on my birthday weekend, so it's kind of like meh. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of friends working on that convention too, so... I might, I might throw together a a last minute cosplay for that. I didn't mean to interrupt, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um, Can you say something about a, uh, a board game night that weekend or something? Yeah, I'm thinking because we have a new board game pub. Oh, BT Dub, uh, in chat, I am turning 30, the big three zero, I am... Joining the ageless collection of vampires that exist on our <laughs> Earth's surface. So, um, if you can, uh, please feel free to come to any of my social media and wish me a happy birthday on August second, um, because I I had to be born in the sweat dank ass of summer because I hate everything. Um, but yeah, so I will be scheduling something at a board game pub that's near my house and they do really cool drinks like i can't believe it's not butterbeer which is actually <laughs> the best butterbeer i've ever had uh, but but the not butterbeer <laughs> and um yeah there's a few karaoke places around here i'm looking one at one that's like uh filipino like hawaiian style kind of mix like it's called lulu's and mm-hmm. stuff like that so Trying to see what else is around here to do that with. But yeah, so I'll be celebrating my birthday quite soon. Um, but yeah, that's generally like what I've been getting ready for. Uh, and I've been doing a lot of baking and stuff. Uh, yeah, and that's pretty much been my weekend day. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Um, my weekend day, or I should say last two weeks and days, have been interesting. Like over the 4th of July uh, weekend, my air conditioner died. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, the thing is, I really can't complain because it was a it was given to me by my old roommate, whose name shall not be mentioned on this show. Um, so I had it for a good five years before it bit the big one. And instead of going out getting it replaced, I mean repaired, I just went out and bought a brand new one. So I got it from Best Buy, and then I I also know that Home Depot had it for less so i got them the price match so i saved 60 bucks off my air conditioner and i happened to look at the price of the air conditioner like yesterday or a couple of days ago yeah the price shot up to 250 bucks so i'm like i made out like a bandit 
Let's see what else I did. I did laundry. Um, I also hung out with our guest who's going to be on our show later tonight, Trick Soul Cosplay. We did a couple of photo shoots, and that reminds me, I actually had to dump the photos from the shoot to my machine so I can go through them and send her copies. Um, other than that, I'm starting to kind of get ready for BronyCon, like I said. I only have, like, two cosplays, a typical Spike cosplay and formal Spike. I might throw together a very last-minute one, sort of like an, um, an homage to a video game. If I can get if I can get a certain uh, piece done in time, um, it's all systems go. Other than that, um, it is what it is, so it'll be fun. So... That basically is it for me. Um, next up is Weekly Nerd Swag. So every week, uh, what started out as Weekly Nerd Shirts became Weekly Nerd Swag, where every week we just find something nerdy that we have that we own, and we just want to share it with y'all and just kind of give you a little bit of insight to our nerd and geekdom. Um I don't think I showed this off. If I did, my bad. You'll get to see it again. Um, I got into figuring collecting like in the last, like, I'd say five years or so. And I kind of regret not getting into it sooner because I realized now I missed out on, a, on some figurines I would have wanted. But um, those of you who know, when it comes to Neon Genesis Evangelion, my favorite character is Oscar Langley. And there's like, I'd have to say, there's at least hundreds of different types of figurines of all the characters in the series. And from time to time, I find myself going through the Asuka figurines, trying to pick out ones that I liked. Because there were certain ones I, I would want, and given the price, and so on and so forth. One of our amazing staffers, Rose, who was in Japan for two years, she basically was our broker, you know? So she came across this Asuka figurine. It's Asuka Langley in her school uniform. Um, let me adjust the light so you can see it. There we go. Uh, this is one of the figurines, and I was very finicky about it because I want a certain kind, certain style, and I liked it. So she got this for me after I paid her for it, and I have to find a spot on, on my display case so I can put it out. There is another Oscar figurine that I want. I just have to actually get around to doing so and getting that, along with um, Kiryu Satsuki from Kill the Kill and another Rem figurine from ReZero, and if I can actually save up for it, the Akane Tendo SH figure art. I can't believe that that character thing is going for like 150 bucks. Damn. I know. They're basically all out of print, and I had a friend who was selling it for $40. Some He didn't give it to me because I, I think it was either because somebody offered him a better deal or beat me to the price. I think it was a mix of like, I commented like, yeah, I want it. I guess the person messaged him directly. I'm just like, fuck. Well, it's whatever. If I do save up, I'll get it. Maybe I'll get lucky like I did with my Tamari figurine where I was able to get that figurine for like 75 with shipping as opposed to paying almost $200 for it. That is still in the box and I still haven't gotten around to adding that yet. So, cool. All right, uh, Ari, what do you have? Um, it's going to be a little weird because something else I didn't say, like Wednesday I 
I had a scheduled off from work and decided, fuck this, I need to, you know, get away right. for a while, otherwise mm -hmm. I'm going to fucking lose it. So I ended up, you know, debating, you know, take the day off, but, you know, get on somewhere in the Jersey Shore, like, where am I going to go? So I ended up back at a Seaside Heights, and I ended up uh, get at our, uh, the place where we usually have our uh, company retreat. Mm, that's cool. And, uh, you know, you know, we know about this, but uh, other people might not. This is this uh, candy shop called uh, Van Holten Sweet Shop, and one of the things they make is different flavors of uh, popcorn, mm -hmm. like little bags like this. This one, it's a uh, breakfast at Tiffany's. They call it or breakfast at Van Holten. It's a uh, uh, pancakes and bacon flavor. It's pretty good. Mmm, bacon. And I had showed off a couple of them. It, on my uh, personal fan book page, you saw the bacon, egg, and cheese right. one. Yeah, I did see that. Or as I called it, New Yorker flavor. <laughs> you gotta say it like a mid-30s Jewish princess. New Yorker. N -U -W wait, wait, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Let's not offend anybody tonight. <laughs> Let's not. I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't need You know what I meant. True, I did, but I'm just saying. Let, let let's not, let's not offend anybody tonight. I I I I I I, I don't I don't need it. Hmm. I mean, if you said a typical Brooklynite, I would have been that would have been quite okay. Now, if it was a typical Brooklynite, you would have said it in this weird Midwestern accent. Hmm. Maybe. Hello. Lord. Ichigo, what do you have for Weekly Nerd Swag? Besides being uh, extra goth. Oh, wait, thank you. Um, I, didn't, I wasn't sure you guys noticed. No. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I... Okay, so over July 4th weekend, uh, for those that know, um, I am into gay fashion and Harajuku fashion or Kawaii fashion. I held a getaway weekend for some friends of mine to look at prospective places to hold fashion shoots and stuff like that down at my parents' place. And they have a boat. And so we went on the boat to an island called Shark's Teeth Island. And we actually searched out shark's teeth and horseshoe crab mouth plates and stuff. So that's one nerdy thing uh, for you guys. And I will try and have the teeth next time. I forgot to grab them before I came downstairs. That's the one nerdy thing. I found a bunch of porpoise teeth, shark's teeth, fossilized and unfossilized, and all that other fun stuff. For the J fashion thing, I made sure to wear an angelic pretty thing. I'm going to pop it off for you guys so I can bring it up to the camera a little bit closer. But I got this fall. I was in Nepori, and it is an angelic pretty. It's a glitter acrylic necklace. You that can't really see nice. the glitter too much, but it's really cool. I ended up finding it while we were in Japan. Um, but yeah, I did J Fashion stuff, so I did nerdy J Fashion things, and the Angelic Pretty is a brand that's pretty well known in the J Fashion circuit. So I was very happy to find this because it fits both the cute and scary aesthetic. Mm. It looks cute. Thank you. I really love it. Okay. Cool. All right. Let's see what else we have on the docket tonight. Um, 
quick update. Uh, sorry, we have update. Uh, World Cosplay Summit 2020. Uh, later this year, um, we will have Tika cosplay on. She is one half of the team representing the U.S. for 2020. Um, and you're probably wondering why 2020 not 2019. Well, when she comes on the show. If everything falls together, she can explain all of that and then so let's just say it kind of coincides with the Olympics. So they're trying to eliminate, you know, trying to, you know, kind of keep things in, in perspective, I suppose. But that's basically the long and short of that. Um, I don't think we'll be taking any breaks anytime soon. I'm actually looking at the calendar here. Um, uh, let's see. I think we'll, we'll, we'll be here on Tuesdays up until December 17th and we'll be off for about two, three weeks to take our little uh, holiday sabbatical. You'll be able to listen to our podcast on the feed. You'll be able to watch um, older episodes, like as if we were right there, and all that good stuff. So that basically is it. Now, here comes the next part of the show, uh, interview with Trixel Cosplay. Normally when we do this on Skype, it's, it's all audio, it makes it easy to drag somebody into the into the Skype call and ring it together. This time, we're going to flip things around. Um, going to let her know we're going to bring her in into the call. Um, let's see, bringing you in. All right, I'm just waiting for her to acknowledge, and then we will bring her in into the call. Yep, she says she is on her way. So I'm going to time this. So that um, as she as Skype calls her in, I will be able to bring her video chat up at as if she was here. So I am adding her and I am unmuting her. You do see a test picture from previously when we had done a test chat from earlier today, and it looks like um she's here. All right, Trixel, if you're here, wave. There she is. Hello. And, Hello. And welcome, and welcome to the show. Look at that. The fans love you. We don't even get that for our own show. <laughs> I mean, look, we don't even get that. All right, all right, all right, you an you filthy animals. Christ. <laughs> so, Trixa, welcome to the show. Welcome to Anime Jam Session. How are you tonight? I am doing pretty good. I heard a little bit of creaking. Everything okay back there? Yes, the chair is very creaky. I'm sorry. It, it, trust me, it's quite all right. I think we've all had similar issues with our chairs and stuff like that. I think right now if I flip the lever from normal to relax, you'll hear me you'll hear me in my chair going rocking back and forth, so I'm waiting for this old armchair to finally give out on me. Oh I Just don't like think it day. would. I don't think it would. I stand, so <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so while we got you here, so we 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 each I know I have a bunch of questions for you. My my hosts probably do too. We're gonna to start throwing them at you. So, are you ready? All right, I'm ready. Okay. First thing I gotta know is, where did you come up with the name Trixel? Uh, 
That's what I want to know. Because I keep thinking of a box of fruity tricks, and I'm kind of hungry right now, even though I had dinner. All right. So, um, this really shows my nerdum. Here we go. Trixel is actually the first name of the first character I ever made for D&D. She Uh was a half-elf rogue. I believe I was 14 when I came up with this name. Um, I have, like, this infatuation with, like, unique letters, like the letter Z and the letter, like, X. So I just sat there and I was writing letters out just to see what sounded and mm-hmm. worked really well. So that's the one that I like the most, and that's what I stuck with. Yeah, there are some letters of the alphabet that do need a little bit of love. And it doesn't help that Trix is actually my favorite cereal. See, there you go. All right. There was kind of the same origin from my name, honestly, when you, when you mentioned that, you know, matching sounds together until they, mm-hmm. until they find something halfway, you know, intelligible. That's what I was looking for. There you go. Yeah, I, I'm i artistic, so I like the name Pixel, but I thought that, that was too modern for a D&D character. So I was like, all right, what other letters work with this word that sound more fantasy-based? So... Trixel is what I landed on. Okay. And I also wish that street OBS Streamlabs OBS wouldn't be all dumb tarted about the Skype videos because I'm sitting here adjusting everybody's screens to make sure everyone has some type of equal sharing screen time, and I'm just like, <laughs> I might have to like uninstall and reinstall the the program later tonight. Eh, we'll see what happens. Okay. It's like you're playing whack a mole with our videos. With their video windows. Right? <laughs> People can start taking bets on when I'm going to readjust the screens again, okay? <laughs> All right, so what made you decide to become one of us, you know, dorks running around in fancy fabrics, a cosplayer? Oh, my God. So Here we go. <laughs> You, this, um, this is what I want you to do. You go ahead and tell that story. I'm going to my to my fridge here. I'm going to grab something to drink. Go ahead and tell that story. Okay, so I'm not from Pennsylvania. I'm actually from Louisiana. That is a, a terrible place for nerds. Like, we're ex- we exist there, but there's not much going on in terms of, like, conventions and stuff. At the, at the time... You think somebody will come up with something like Bayou Con or something like that? Right? You would think so. I think uh, Shreveport, which is um, a city not too far from my old hometown, recently had its first convention. And I was like, oh, they waited until I left to get cool. Okay, I see how it is. But anyway, all right. So while I was still living in Louisiana, I kind of came down with a eating disorder. Um, I also developed depression and a general anxiety disorder. I lost my job and I needed to find a hobby to fill that time slot with all the extra time because I I won my unemployment battle. They fired me for a really crappy, stupid reason. So I had free money and free time. So I I know that feel. Believe you me. So like, what do I want to do with this? And I, I knew I was a very creative, artistic person. I've been playing around with polymer clay, making little charms, working on my art. I was like, I want to do something new. 
And unfortunately, this is where I heard about it, but Heroes of Cosplay was airing on television on Sci-Fi um, at the time that I was going through my dark despair. And I saw what everybody was doing, and I, I couldn't really care less about the drama and the politics that were going on in the show. I was just infatuated with the fact that there were all these people who were being these characters because the thought had kind of crossed my mind when I was younger. Um, I really wanted to be Kyrie from Kingdom Hearts, like the first Kingdom Hearts. I even started dyeing my hair red to look like her. And, and I, I know you remember me having red hair. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Yeah. You forget sometimes uh, I have the memory retention of a goldfish. I do too. I get that. But before I moved up to, to Philly, I wasn't really able to dye my hair fun colors. So red was like that one color I could get away with. Mm -hmm. And I I wanted to be Kyrie so bad. Uh, it's funny. I haven't cosplayed Kyrie yet. But seeing heroes of cosplay and seeing that this was a hobby and apparently it was a big enough hobby to be a television show i was like you know what i'm gonna do this thing and i don't have any i well at the time i didn't have any sewing skills so i chose the most basic character i could think of yeah which was marceline the vampire queen from adventure time well for, for the record for the record Almost every single cosplayer you know started out with like, I'm gonna grab this shirt, I'm gonna grab these pants, I'm gonna cut here, yeah. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna piece one. I cosplay PB by the way. <laughs> Say what? I cosplay Princess Bubblegum, Princess Bonnabelle Bubblegum. Oh, right. like, I, get this? I legitimately forgot. You two need it's to cosplay it. together. Yeah. I've done Bubblegum too, but I think I think I don't know. Both of them are my favorites. I, I ship them. Very I love them. I love them so much. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it was it was just that. I bought a tank top. I bought some pants. My mom found these red boots from this really ghetto store from town, and I ordered my first. Uh, actually, no, I bought my first black wig in an ethnic hair store in town. This is where I got my first wig. There you go. And I threw it all together, and I was like, you know what? Something's missing. And I was like, I'm creative. I'm crafty. And my boyfriend at the time was like, I have an idea on how we can make this. And together, we constructed uh, Marceline's base, her okay. um, double-headed axe base. And I realized I'm good at props. So I, I focused on costumes after that that were more prop heavy mm -hmm. um, as I've been learning to sew. Well, that's good. Are you okay? It's not like you dropped out for a I'm little good. bit. I'm good. I'm just having no, a problem. I'm sitting on my foot, so I sit taller in this chair, and I have a blister on my foot. Oh, that's the worst. That's okay. I bought I bought those, you know, those those things you put on your feet that kind of get that eats off dead skin and stuff. I bought I finally bought a pack of those, so I'll be trying those out tonight. I'm actually interested in trying those. They look like they'd be a lot of fun. Fun, but also makes it easy to walk around because it's getting to the point where when I get up in the morning, I got to tiptoe around the ball of my foot so I'm able to walk on it. So, uh -huh. that's not good. <laughs> okay, so so how many cosplays have you done? 
Um, I have holy crap. I you know, I've never really sat down and counted them. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just see how many I can think of off the top of my head. So like Marceline, Princess Bubblegum, Chi from Chobits, uh Shattered Rise from Persona 4, Neon I Cat. Uh, Wing Chrysalis. Um, uh, brain, come on. Done a casual spider Gwen. Uh, Rose Quartz. Uh, Nurse Sonico. Uh, Super Sonico. And a Yukata. That's 10. So, like, uh, Knee Socks from Panty and Stocking. Mm-hmm. Star Butterfly, like it's it's a bit of a list now. Uh, Bonbon from Cuphead, Fairness Bonbon. Bon. So it's it's getting pretty lengthy, and I just keep adding more. That's what we're we're all, most of us are guilty of that because we we all know at least one cosplayer that has that one Facebook album of future cosplay lists, and you start throwing pictures in there, and then. And I bet you half of them don't realize they've been throwing pictures in there for years. And when they go in, they're like, I totally forgot about this one. Like, I can't do all this. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, Sheikla from Deadpool, the Deadpool comics. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. All right. All right. So, what? That was... Hmm? That one was in like the transition where I was learning to sew and still not being very good at it because like half of that suit is just modified. Mm. Well, that, that's that ain't nothing wrong with that. It works, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I made all my accessories and I hand painted all the skulls onto the uh, suit part of it. So okay. there was work in there. Mm. Jet, Ari, Ichigo, don't forget, y'all can jump in with questions at any time, so. You've been asking some pretty good ones, Ranma. Hey, y'all, I, I, I'm just, tr- I just try, I just pick, I just pick, I just fly by the seat of my pants like I normally do, so. Okay, so, uh, one of the reasons why we I got you on the show tonight, because, you got yourself a little bit of stardom, a little bit of celebrityism. It's not a, a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, even though there are some people whose stars should be removed, but that's neither here nor there. But you were recently on an episode of Dr. Pimple Popper. Yeah. How did you end up on that show? Okay, so... This goes back to like right around the time that I was in my slump and I was starting to learn what cosplay was. Mm-hmm. I had gotten my ears pierced. I had. Is it a, sorry uh, to stop you. I just I have a quick thing to make just in case we have any listeners or watchers who are sensitive to this kind of subject. I know that there are a lot of people who find like ASMR reaction to it. Um, we are going to be talking about body modification. We're going to be talking about um, uh, body changes and things like that that may cause sensitive reactions to things like we said it's dr pimple popper so for those of you who have sensitive stomachs minds anything like that just a you know trigger warning tldr you know type type warning okay continue your discretion has been advised because i know that there are some people that are oh yeah like like i was grossed out by my own episode i totally get it uh but yeah i got 
I had my, my ears pierced. I got the right one pierced when I was 18 years old. Uh, the, indus- the industrial followed right around like age 21. Um, and for some weird reason, despite the fact that I had had them for years and they were completely healed up, one day the cartilage piercing on the right ear decided, hey, I don't want to be here anymore. And it got infected. I, of course, took the piercing out. I went to the doctor, got put on antibiotics, thought it was done deal. And then the industrial did it a couple of months later. Same issue. Got infected, took it out, got antibiotics, thought I was done. I noticed these little, like, bumps, and I'm just like, okay, it left a scar, you Mm -hmm. know? And then they started to grow. Mm. And at first it was like, oh, well, you know, it's pretty bad infection. Maybe, you know, it'll eventually stop. Right. All right, so... That never happened. And by the time they'd gotten to like a pretty noticeable size, I did go see a few doctors, which is not cheap when you're somebody who works at a McDonald's and you don't have insurance at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the first doctor basically kind of brushed me off, told me, kind of did this to yourself. Uh, they'll eventually stop growing. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. I now know that doctor didn't know what the hell they were talking about. Like, at all. Um, I saw a couple more after that, and it was kind of the same thing. It was like, one guy didn't know what they were. The other guy is like, oh, I've seen this before. It's a hypothropic scar. It, The scar tissue grows outside of the wound, and then it eventually stops, and it starts to shrink. Right. Um. Yeah, that never happened. Um, So I honestly, after several doctors tell you the same basic thing, you kind of just say, screw it, and just go about your day. I was honestly just hoping that one day they would stop growing until about a year ago when, not a year ago, it was probably two years ago, when they started to affect me a lot more than just, hey, I have ugly bumps on my ears. Um, They started causing headaches. They were so heavy that my ears lost all their integrity. I couldn't wear my glasses. Um, They were so big that they covered the holes of my ears, so Mm -hmm. any hearing was muffled. Like It it sounded like everybody was talking to me like a Charlie Brown teacher. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, what? What did you say? Sorry, can you repeat that? Yeah, um, it caused vertigo because it messed with my equilibrium. And it got to the point where I was forced to wear a headband at all times. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I could not function. And sometimes the headband would fall off of my sleep and I'd wake up with vertigo and I'd have to call out of work. So it was causing me to miss work. Couldn't exercise, could do nothing. And of course it affected my self-esteem, which only made me my depression worse. Right. And honestly, they were probably bigger than these headphones. Like if you've if you've seen the show or if you go look it up, I'm everywhere right now. Um I think it looks like they were pretty uh, they were quite impressive in size and unfortunately caused you a lot of pain and stuff, so Oh yeah. 
Um, I believe the final total uh, was 14 ounces. Yeah, it's just right over a pound. <laughs> That's right under yeah. a pound. Well, yeah, right under a pound. I thought you said right over. I was like, wait, what? Heck, yeah. My brain was like five steps ahead of me. I, just blame it on the weather. Yeah, it's it's hot. It is. You're telling me. I mean, but you know what? This still isn't as hot as Louisiana. <sighs> still not be, that hot. you like really humid down there? Yeah, it's nasty. Like, we could get a heat index up to, like, 110. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to later this week. We're looking at that kind of weather up here in the swamp of D.C. I know. We're looking at it up here in New York, too. Come on. I think it's going to work that well. Oh, my God. Guys, check this out. So, I work in retail. I work at Target. And we've got this heat wave coming through. And they have the brilliant idea... To conserve energy by turning down the lights and cutting off some of the air conditioning. I'm just like, come on, man. That was my now, job. Now, if there's a lot of skylights and, like, what? natural lighting that they can go with, they can kind of get away with the first part, but not the second. Come See? on, man. It's really hot. And then the worst thing is, is they don't allow us to have water or any kind of beverage on the floor with us while we're working. I'm like, really? When I, I worked that, in a basement, I, I, see, it that, was the same way. See, we lost power uh, to the air conditioning unit for like two weeks or like a month. And oh we were in a basement. And there's only one staircase from the outside. So, thank, can you say thank air and mm-hmm. not on a good day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look, see, where I'm at work, you know, we have centralized air, so we're good. The problem is we support three buildings. Now, to get from one building to the other, there, to get to all three of the buildings, there is an underpass that you can go to. The problem is, remember, uh, it, it, when you're going underground with heat, it, it gets very hot. So you got to go oh, down yeah. and then up. Or you can just sh- go outside of the building and go straight across. And I'm like, you know what? I will just deal with the heat and just go right across because I don't like stairs. So if I'll just go across and up the elevator. So. And if there's a nice, you know, breeze blowing outside, it kind of takes the edge off it a little. It offsets true. it a little bit. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, work is not great right now, I, but I it's okay. I feel. Yeah, my my, my booths that I am are from the '50s, and uh, they're prone to fucking up considerably. So. The air conditioning exists in theory. <laughs> theory. Oh, that should never be a thing. I know, right? It's like when I first discovered air conditioning, I'm like, where have you been my entire life? Oh, wait, I'm broke and poor. That's where it's been all <laughs> my life, so. Okay, now. Well, I was going to say, yeah, considering your experience on Dr. Pipple Popper, it looks like you're wearing headphones now, which was a very dramatic change from what yeah. we actually saw on the show. I can wear headphones. It's the best thing in the world. I haven't worn headphones in probably five years. Wow. What about those little... But what about these? Could you wear these? The little earbuds? earbuds? The earbuds? 
Um, very uncomfortable. Oh, okay. Yeah, very earbuds are uncomfortable in general to me. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't like them in the first place. They're uncomfortable, like, right now, but, like, with the keloids, it was even worse. Mm. They were, okay, uncomfortable is not the word. Painful would be the mm. word. Right, so remind me not to get you AirPods this Christmas. <laughs> AirPods. Look, I, I have a set of these wired ear in-ears at work. I mean, I keep one side, and that way I can hear other people around. But thankfully, I have the right size cushions where they fit in perfectly, and they don't, and it doesn't bother me. Another reason why, okay. when I got these headphones, I got the extra large cushions that cover my entire ear, so it's like very comfortable. Even with the old cushions, they work great with my glasses. That's the main thing I really, I really cared about. Yeah, I, I like these. They're comfortable. They're really comfy. Right. The place where you got uh, those done, like what, like what did they do? Did they like use the piercing gun, or did they like use like the little needle to like core it out? Well, it's it's kind of fun. It's a well, funny. Uh, the right one. Before I knew any better, before I got any of my other body mods, I did get done at Walmart. <laughs> so you know, Wait, right, 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 right now we're all we're all we're all giving you the judgy face. Yes, I mean I got I my ears to Walmart, so I'm not judging. I mean, I I, my my first two sets of earrings. Um, I have both the bottom hole and I have a top hole. They've never had any issues. They were both done at Walmart with the piercing gun, but this one was also done at Walmart with the piercing gun, and it decided to just it, mm. it, it hated me. Um, however, however, the left one, left one, I actually did go to a professional for that. Okay, and by professional, you went to an actual like tattoo parlor or something. Yes, okay, I went yeah. to a parlor and had a piercing to do my ear. All right, that's where that's where I got my like the one in this year done. And the other ones, just, it, they actually like went on a screed about uh, how uh, bad and uh, you know a lot more painful unless you know uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sanitary. Like, sa less painful, less sanitary. You know, mm -hmm. at, like you're doing it wrong, like in a little dev handheld device. All right, yeah. J just so y'all know, I mean, I know you get your ears pierced and so forth, and there's always been this debate of where you should go. I'm going to tell you this now. If you're going to get a piercing, don't go to Claire's. Don't no. go to the mall. If the, go to a tattoo parlor. If the tattoo parlor's in the mall, by all means, yeah, but go to a tattoo parlor. They are, believe it or not, a lot more trained in doing piercings and giving you post-care for it. Mm -hmm. I, I wish I had known that when I was younger. No, but here's the thing. That type of news started coming out about five, six years ago. It's like, and it was like a kept, best kept secret until now. It's like, who knew? Now well, it's standard. I, mean, I was going to say, yeah, like Ari said, it, it, back in the 90s, back in the early 2000s, it was pretty standard that you and your mom would go pick up costume jewelry that probably had lead and mercury in it. And you'd just chill out in the Claire's at the mall because that was the cool thing to do. And you'd go and get your ears pierced or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I waited until I was 18 because my, my mother definitely strained to me that um, body modifications are very permanent. And unless you are going to be taking care of it and stuff like that, you, they can definitely develop. Even if you're taking care of them, like Trix's unfortunate situation, even if you're taking care of them, they can develop 
and they can be scary. I'm mm-hmm. sure that it was a little bit scary for you to pull away. Oh, oh yeah. I got, my, like, I got my first one done at a, at some, uh, I think it was a Claire's when I was like 10 years old, like fourth grade. Yeah, my, my very, very first piercings, the bottom holes in my ears, I got when I was seven years old. They were a reward for me for getting straight A's on my report card. My grandmother asked me, what do you want? And I said, I want my ears pierced. And I was responsible for the aftercare. I remember the little bottle of, of like holy water that they gave me <laughs> and like keeping them clean. And I, I went with that. Like ever since I was a little kid, I understood it's a it's a wound. Like you mm-hmm. have to take care of it. Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, if I don't take care of it, I can't have them. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. So they, like when I got feel up, yeah. Yeah. So when I got my other, when I started getting other body modifications, like I took care of them just as well as, you know, the first ones I had when I was seven years old. Um, I just had no idea that years after getting them, my body was going to reject them. No, Um, we don't. I think if we knew what would happen if we did certain things, we wouldn't do it, you know? Right? Or Uh, we might go through it anyway and be like, worth it. Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of yellow. Stuff, so I was gonna say, society yellow, yellow four twenty swag for Jesus. Science is starting to discover a lot of things that back in the nineties and the eighties and then the two thousands we didn't know, mm-hmm. like, and and we didn't have yeah. the funds to, to research them, and so now it's more societally acceptable to talk about things like mental illness and dealing with um, certain things like me, uh, my digestive issues. If I were to deal with them back then, I mean, and I was, I would basically be eating a diet that would be causing me a lot more pain because the kind of diet that they'd put me on would be basically bland cereal for the rest of my life, which is not how I want to live. Thanks. Um, but yeah, there's a lot more science and stuff involved nowadays. I will, which is I will say one hard. thing about uh, my earrings. Ba- like back in the day, I lost a lot of cheap ass earrings, you know, and mine and my neighbor's swimming pools and roughhousing and, you know, jumping and, you know, emptying out the pool and all that shit. I was pretty, it was pretty good about not doing anything like that. Then again, I, then again, we all also, uh, kind of sort of wrecked parts of the filter because this is the nineties and we all had tons of hair crap mm-hmm. in and oh we would just God. jump right into the pool. So Come- all the, uh, all the cheap ass hair gel that I had, they're like me, that, that made my hair as hard as my desk. Yeah, that got that got washed off and went straight into the filter. Oh my god! Well, coming well from all this talk, I can say this: coming soon to a store near you, Ichigo Gami Sugar Cardboard Crunch. It's bland <laughs> God damn it! I'm surprised it's not strawberry flavored. That's coming soon. That's still the test experimental phase. <laughs> That's the special holiday flavor. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it co- it, yeah, it um, comes with a cardboard cutout of extra condescending Ichigo. Well, Trixel, what oh, she's are, looking um, at you like this? Yes. I'm not a chef or an author, Ari. Okay, like there's not gonna be like some. <laughs> no, 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 no. Ichigo be wearing her best Lolita outfit, extra petticoat, hands on her hips, looking, and she, you can see extra petty. You know, it's just be extra petty in this. Petty as fuck. Uh, <laughs> um, <wait. laughs> 
But yeah, um, Church Bowl. So what are some upcoming conventions you're going to be at? Um, yes, the next convention that I will be attending is JWinCon in November. It's going to be the second and third um, of that month. They're also doing uh, JWin Prom the Friday night before that, so on the first. So I actually am a guest at this convention. Uh, funny enough, I was. I was invited back. I was, I was invited back in April when I was getting the surgery done. Mm. Like literally, right after it was over, I checked my phone, and the guy who runs, uh, um, guy who runs that convention was like, "Hey, do you want to be?" And I'm like, "Holy crap!" I'm like, "Yes, sure, of course, absolutely, I'll be there." Um, awesome. So yeah, moving on up. Hi, hi, hi. Well, what are some future costumes or some costumes that you're working on for this upcoming convention? Or um, alternatively, I guess, what are some future costumes that you're looking at working on? Um, currently, I'm working on Alice Angel from Bendy and the Ink Machine. I am also working on a Rita Repulsa cosplay because this year at J1Con, Jason Richardson is really pushing his card battle game called BT Heroes, which is super Sentai oriented. So he's invited a few Power Ranger guests. So mm -hmm. to kind of just go along with the theme, I wanted to do a callback to one of my favorite Power Ranger villains from my childhood. So, it's either Rita forward. or Lord Zed that people are the most, uh, you know, fond of. Exactly, and for me, it's definitely Rita because that Madonna bra. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think for J One Con, I might actually have to get around and do um, Gokai Red, better known as Captain Marvelous. I might have to get it done this year. Make it showy. Uh, and then do also, it. since I was going to say, since you are guesting. I was going to say, since you are guesting, you might be asked to judge. Sometimes that happens with cosplay guests. What is something for our young cosplaying community out there that you, if you were judging, if, I don't know if you are or not, um, what is something you would look for? Um, or what is your favorite part of a costume? Is it the build? Is it the details? Is it the choice of fabrics? Is it the wig work? What's your favorite thing? Honestly... I think for me, it's how much work they put into it. Because someone who's had to start from the ground up and learn the majority of the skills by themselves, for me, like if you try something and you fail and you continuously do it, and even if the outcome of it isn't perfect or isn't exactly what you wanted, if you, if you were to tell me that like, hey, I know this piece looks like trash, but I, this is actually the third time I remade it. That hits home for me because I make a lot of mistakes, man. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think I am going to be judging a J1, but the good thing about J1Con is it's a little bit different than your standard cosplay competition slash masquerade in that 
you kind of get on stage and you sell the character. It's almost like a whole package deal. So you go up there and your costume looks good, regardless if you made it or you bought it. The quality looks nice. And then when you get up there, you don't just go high and then leave. You actually do something in character because their competition is actually held to cast the next year's commercial participants. Mm. Wow, that's pretty incredible. In fact, my two of my awards have been best female villain both times for my Shattered Risei cosplay at Too Many Games and my Baroness Von Bonbon at J1Con last year for best female villain. So I have appeared in... Uh, I will be in this year's commercial as Baroness Von Bonbon. And then a couple of years ago, I was Shadow Rise in what I believe was like a Street Fighter parody for mm -hmm. them. And those videos are actually up on YouTube if anybody wants to go see. The years in between, I was just a background character. Because he still reached out to me and was like, hey, do you want to just hang out? Yeah, I want to be in another commercial. Heck yeah. So, you gotta see me in there. Oh yeah, another cosplay I did was Team Rocket Grunt one year for Zinkaikon. I remember that. Yeah, it was it was very sloppily thrown together in one night, but you know what? It works. I think the added detail of the exclamation point headband that I made <laughs> sold that costume because everybody stopped me and said that is so smart, this is so cool, and I'm just like, yo, I sewed her R on my shirt. That's all I did. <laughs> so and that's another thing. Your costume doesn't necessarily have to be impressive in the traditional sense for it to be impressive to me. For me, it's quirky little you know, extra touches like that that catch my attention. Um, so I think I think that's what kind of cosplay judge I am. Is I put well, in a jumping, lot. Of I was gonna say, to... jumping off, jumping off from that point, um, to our new cosplayers, old cosplayers, the community at large. Um, for those who might be scared to start, or those who are losing a little bit of motivation due to depression or mental illness or incapacities, what kind of motivating little mantra do you have for our community and our listeners Holy. our watchers it's so hard for me to even say anything because i struggle with that stuff as well mm -hmm. like right now i'm kind of in a slump because re uh the reader repulsa staff that i'm working on had a setback so that demotivated me so it's kind of been sitting there for about a week i think is the one thing that helps push me is like the same thing that used to push me in school was to set a deadline for myself because even if it turns out really crappy in the end i did it like even if i end up pulling like an all-nighter the night before the convention the fact is i did it and and i always beat myself up for waiting that long which is why i start my, i actually start my costumes months in advance now because as, as you're aware J1Con's not until November, and we're just halfway through July. So I'm starting on it now, so I kind of anticipate those little bouts of depression that I have, um, kind of in preparation. So, and, and I'll give myself little deadlines. Like, I want to finish Rita's staff by the end of July. August, I want to have, like, her wig done or her dress done. 
and so on and so forth. So like if you give yourself like little deadlines and like be be a little generous with yourself. Don't give yourself a week to complete like a huge project. Like that that's insanity. That way you're not pressed for time, but at the same time you're still on track to getting things done. So so um, something like like give yourself goals and mm-hmm. deadlines, but if you don't meet those those expectations for yourself just push yourself to be your best and and follow up with like a, like you know just uh like don't feel bad about it like don't beat yourself up be forgiving yeah. to yourself mm-hmm. okay that's definitely best, some great information the, be- the best thing you gotta remember is no matter what cosplay is a hobby you shouldn't stress yourself out over a hobby. Yes, I understand there are cost famous people out. There. I understand cosplayers want to be the, the cost famous. I get that. That's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. If you want to do that, boo, you do that. But if you don't want to, that's fine. You don't have to do that. Don't stress yourself. It's a hobby. Just have fun with it. If you don't get one thing done in time, don't stress it. Take a step back. Relax. Go do something else. Come at it from a different angle. That's all. Yeah, like I was gonna say, um, the best thing about cosplay is, even though you're giving yourself those deadlines to meet, there really isn't one. Yeah. Because even if you miss the mark on the next upcoming convention, guess what? There's gonna be another. Mm-hmm. There's always a convention, like every weekend. Exactly. There's always a convention. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep, there's conventions, there's library days, there's mm-hmm. Harajuku walks, there's tons of things that you basically have all these events to cosplay at. Heck, every year there's Halloween. Yep. So, or, as uh, I like to call, or as I like to call it, National Cosplayers Day. National Cosplay Day. Our nope, holy that's day. a holiday too, Ranma. That happens in, uh, if somebody wants to fix it, I think it's in June. But um, it's, na- yeah, it's national cosplay. I just, I'm just saying, I just call Halloween National Cosplayers Day because let's be for real. <laughs> that's the one day out of the year cosplayers are going to their closet, grab something, and wear it and bounce. It's far and few. I know cosplay cosplayers that will make something for Halloween. If they want to, do that thing, you know? But um, given with how thing with our time, before we wrap, as we wrap this up, Drixel, what type of advice do you have for any upcoming cosplayers? Honestly, like YouTube, man. <laughs> it, it, it really, it really depends on your direction. If you cannot or just do not have the skills, like maybe you just, you just can't make your own costumes. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. You can throw them together. But if you are determined to make your own crap, let me tell you, YouTube is the best teacher there is. And don't be afraid to reach out to your fellow Mm -hmm. cosplay friends because they've got information too. Now, I've encountered some folks who were like, no, you can't learn from me because you're just going to take what I I teach you and be better than me, blah, blah, blah. You'll encounter that sometimes, but for the most part, I definitely, me, if you reach out to me, you message me through my cosplay page, if I don't get back to you immediately, I'm either asleep at work, going through some some crap, but I will yep. get back to you. I will answer. And if I can't answer your question, I will either find someone who will find a tutorial that'll help you, or at least point you in the right direction. See, that's what it's all about. Because mm-hmm. to me, we're a community, and I feel like we really should be looking out for each other. So true. So true. 
All right, Trick. So thanks for joining us tonight. But since we're coming out to the wire, why don't you stick around while we finish up the rest of the show? Uh, we would love to get some input from you about some of the articles, especially when we get to Meanwhile in Japan, okay? Or break you, you know, because oh, that happens. That's the best part. <laughs> yeah, because um, if, if Mako-chan breaks us on these articles, you might have to pick up the slack for the show. Oh, also, side thing, just real quick, is uh, for those who are also watching, like they wa- like to watch the World Cosplay Summit, the International Cosplay League is yeah. also hosting their preliminaries for the U.S. At Yomacon. At Yomacon. Yep, yep. So That's a thing? We have cosplay leagues like wrestling divisions. I mean, like, you got WCS, you got the Crown Championships, you have the ICL, you have the uh, Clara Cow cosplay. That just yeah, breaks the. Say, there's a cow one yeah. out there, too. Clara Cow. All right, this, this is what it is. This is what it basically is WWE, TNA, ROH. AEW. That's basically what it is. And what these cosplay <laughs> factions need to do is start handing out f- forget forget the prizes. Start handing out championship belts and trophies and tell these cosplayers who won to come back next year and to defend their title. And they can spend the entire year leading up to it just cutting promos and shitting on everyone else. It'll be a lot better than what WWE's been putting out for the last six months. Hello! Crazy and carry away. Trixel, if you would like to drop in the chat or you want to share with Ronman, who can share in the chat or you want to share your social media with everybody, what are your handles? Where can we find you? Where can we stalk your Instagram? Yeah. Alrighty. So. Let's see. And Bob Coffee asks in our chat room, which one is New Japan Pro Wrestling? I was just throwing names out there. I mean, you can swap out um, TNA for New Japan. I'm okay with that. So, I mean, you just can't swap out WWE because WWE is basically uh, WCS, more or less. So, you know. Yeah, but I'm I'm kind of I kind of want to look into that now. I that makes wins, me LOL. that oh, makes Lord. me feel like I have a new goal to like reach i want to be the best that no one ever like, was that no one ever was oh i'm leaving okay naruto <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Let's get into tonight's articles. We only have three articles to cover, real quick. And uh, meanwhile, in Japan, plus I'm starting to get a little hot up in here. So, and no, I'm not taking off my clothes. Too. Nope. We have we have central air, but it's it's struggling. Whew, it's I set, feel you on that. set to 75, but it's like 80 degrees. I have my air conditioner on 68, and I it, and I moved up my curtain higher with hooks right off the ceiling, so for better control of the air conditioning coming in. All right, so first thing we're going to talk about real quick is the Dodgers get a treat from with Attack on Titan, and and no, Theo, the Titan did not eat the loser Dodgers. That did not happen. So what happened? They're playing the Padres, so they're the ones who were the losers. <laughs> Either or. So about two weeks ago, um, at a game with the Dodgers versus the Padres at Dodger Stadium, basically uh, someone dressed up as a colossal titan threw out the first pitch right here. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, the uh, I, I brought that up like, to all y'all's attention because yeah. uh, occasionally the uh, the organist will play the opening. You know, riff to a 
the first opening theme of Attack on Titan. Yeah, that one. And and if you and you can see this, um, one of the I believe he's a pitcher for the Dodgers, uh, Kenta Maeda. Yes, there's a picture of him with the Colossal Titan, how doing uh, his signature making calisthenics prior to the game. So I think that's kind of cool. Okay, that's a good one from Dox seventy five. If the Colossal Titan had eaten Clayton Kershaw, they would have choked. <laughs> That's rough. That's rough. Okay, okay. All right, okay. Uh, Ari, tell us about this world this world record Dragon Ball Z attempt that's going to go down. Uh, well, let's see. This year's San Diego Comic-Con wants to make attending as part of the Super Saiyan action. Toei Animation, Bluefin, and Bandai are playing an impressive assortment of DBZ programming for the convention, including a Guinness World's Record attempt on opening day. Thanks mm. for welcome to join and create the largest gathering appeal simultaneously performing the Kamehameha. The record attempt will be held at the Marriott Marina Terrace at the Marriott Marquis San Diego Hotel at 3.30 p.m. on Wednesday, July 17th. So, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. The first thousand participants will free, receive a free Dragon Ball Scouter accessory to wear during the Guinness World Records attempt. Uh, voice actor Sean Schemmel will lead the crowd while a Guinness World Record appointee oversees and validates the attempt. Well, uh, the event is part of the larger 2019 Dragon Ball World Adventure at San Diego Comic-Con. Fans of the series can demo the latest Dragon Ball video games at Interactive Kiosk, take photos at, at the Dragon Ball Animated GIF photo booth, collect stickers for the sticker rally at each attraction inside, and the stickers can be traded for Dragon Ball wristbands, posters, lanyards, stickers, you know, fans and saying hair. I, hair set headbands. I, I would trade mine for for a uh, for a lanyard because I like lanyards. Also, they have a uh, new figure arts available at a uh, booth three five four five inside the Comic Con May Hall. Uh, you got a uh, Goku Black Gold Freeza, Kid Goku Gohan, and a uh, I think a a version of a Vegeta. No, it's Gogeta. My bad. Of a Super Saiyan Blue Gogeta. Mm. Really want that Gohan one, but it's going to be fuck-off expensive. Yeah, I can see them pulling this off like, Yeah, we made it! Dragon Con, hold my beer. Mm. (laughs) I kind of wanted to hit up San Diego Comic Con at one time in my life, but as big as those crowds get, I'm just... I'm not about that life anymore. That that one episode of The Big Bang Theory where... The four main characters are like sitting at their laptops, hitting refresh a yeah. million times. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, it's like that. That's that's no exaggeration. Mm. I mean, yeah, I do- I've been watching the. I was saying, I, I've been watching the Zenkaikon Hotel murder like the hundred days <laughs> for that moment. I'm like, that's oh. nothing. I'm Mr. Dragon Con. Like, this is nothing to worry about. Last year, I was freaking furious about about Zenkaikon. This year, we're covered. We good. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna talk with um, Gumbo if he wants to come with and see if we want to grab a room from like, you know, some one of our friends that are going that got an extra space. But yeah, it's it. It was Speak- crazy, but it's not as crazy as what I've been. Uh, speaking about rooms, uh, Ichigo, come talk to me after the show, okay? Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's not ominous at all. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We're gonna hide bodies underneath the mattresses. It's fine. Um. 
<laughs> Boruto makes a cameo in Pokemon Sun and Moon. Talking about bodies, there's a body that made a cameo in a, in a video game. Um, Pokemon Sun and Moon has celebrated classic anime series and cast members' careers on with on-screen homages. Um, and now it appears that uh, in a more recent anime is going to get a shout-out in Pokemon. So a Pikachu main Boruto appears in episode 129, Daedanto Battle Royale 151, Big Brawl Battle Royale 151, with an identical hairstyle to a certain yellow-haired ninja, and the episode debuted on Sunday. And yeah, it's a Pikachu with a Super Saiyan hair. That's, no, that's basically no, that's, what it looks like. Yeah, but it's yeah, Boruto's hair. hair. I know it's yeah. Boruto's hair, but it definitely, yeah, it, uh, it, it just makes me think of like, if po- if Pikachu were a Digidestin, this is what he would look like. And, and, this, is, um, and this is all I gotta say about that. Oh, Pikachu Rasengan. Bye. <laughs> you missed the best part about his appearance, about his uh, what he did in what the Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you missed the best part about what this Pikachu did in the show. What? He got bodied in one scene. <laughs> yeah, by Mimikyu. Oh my gosh. But Jesse's but, Mimikyu, I think, which uh, has a huge hate boner for Pikachus. Well, I guess, well, Mimikyu kind of mimics Pikachu, which is understandable. But I'm now reminded of there's a fan art of Pikachu looking like uh, Sage Naruto and the Bulbasaur looking like um, uh, Toad Senin. There's a, it, looks, it is really cool looking. I wish I could. I might have to look for that again. So Now that we got the articles out of the way, uh, it's the time, it's a part of the show where we talk about some of the interesting things that happened in Japan. And Mako-chan will get that for us. And we call it, Meanwhile, in Japan. I want the second one. Okay, you can have the second one. Alright, I guess I'll take the first one. Alright, make sure you do it right. Don't drop a deuce on this one. There's a cereal crapper stinking up, like stinking up Akihabara by pooping on the street. Yeah, apparently the foul smell isn't just the otakus and the hikikomoris. <laughs> or those who have gone to a gaming convention. Damn, but I thought I was throwing up low blows. <laughs> you know, it's not a low guys, blow if it's true. They don't know what a bath is. Have you heard of soap? I would also recommend our deodorant. We're, we're at a point where people are cosplaying deodorant at conventions, okay? A friend of mine is cosplaying a de- friend of mine is cosplaying a, a stick of deodorant at Pop Cult, okay? I so actually wanted to do that. Anyway, um, Akihabara neighborhood was a place to do one thing and one thing only: shop. You got off the train, walked into a store, walked out with a bag full of video games, electronic parts, and or anime merch. You got back on the train and went home. That's no longer the case. The yeah. otaku culture boom has turned Akihabara into one of, one of Tokyo's most energetic districts with a constant carnival-like charge in the air. Sure, it's still the best place on the planet to shop for otaku stuff, but there are also fan events, concerts, and even delicious restaurants. Unfortunately, though, one man 
thinks Akihabara is not a great place to take a steaming shit on the street. <laughs> Kosaku Nakajima is the owner of Chatora, the model railroad shot in Akihabara seen in the above photo in the, in the article. I will uh, post it in the chat for everyone else's convenience. Oh. On a okay. recent day with the temperature rising... Nakajima opened up one of his shops when there was some fresh air and instead got a lot a lung full of shit as someone had dropped the deuce right under the pane of the glass. Oof. Sadly, this wasn't an isolated incident. Oh boy. Nakajima said he was a victim of, of the serial shit at roughly ten times between April and June. Oh gosh. Why this place in particular? I'll get to that. On at least two of the occasions, he saw the same man doing the deed, and one time he was able to snap a picture of him mid-shit. He since put up a poster asking anyone who's seen the man to contact the police. And he's not the only victim. The shop directly across the street from Chitora also had feces left in front of him. In a local report, at least two others observed poo points in the immediate area. One against a power pole and one by another neighborhood store. Those of you with especially compassionate hearts might be wondering the poo plopping per Traders simply suffering from the world's worst luck and being struck by a sudden urge to use the bathroom, and that these attacks are intentionally premeditated. But there's no shortage of public restrooms in the heavily developed area, and Toku Dane counts at least three within a 300 meter radius of Chatura. Yeah, why is he doing this? And why it's in front of the store specifically? Because it's shit Torah. I'm sorry. That was bad. <laughs> uh. Unfortunately, um, like in a lot of cities in America, in Japan, there aren't a lot of places that have public restrooms or access that's easy to find a public restroom. So this particular instance, though, I think it's probably malicious intent if it's been so repetitive or it's someone maybe who is suffering from a mental deficiency, like someone who's maybe homeless or... It don't look like that from the screenshot, just a saying. Does it sound like a narcissistic personality disorder? Like they feel they've been slighted, so it's a targeted thing? I'm not going to look because I'm not well, looking to... No, um, it's just... Look. Look, I will. I will say this: if this happened in a game room at Otakon, nobody would even notice the difference. And you know I'm right. Not <laughs> nowadays, because they actually have it pretty spread out now. But still, but I've also noticed lately, Mako's been throwing us some really shitty stories. J just saying. I feel like the world is <laughs> full of a lot of shit right now. So um. Yeah, yeah, we, we gotta dump it somewhere, you know? Thank God. Well, taking us straight to a story with that, and hopefully no salmonella. Mm. Um, talk about, and, and hopefully also no um, E. coli as well, because we're not looking for Chipotle. Hey Taco Bell introduces naked chicken tacos to Japan with a special deal for diners and takeouts. This is the predecessor to the article I just told them. I know, right? We should have read this one before. We go in and flex our muscles for the tasty new taco. Um, I am sorry for anyone who has a turned stomach now or a low gag reflex. Um, 
Ever since American fast food chain Taco Bell first arrived in Japan back in 2015, they've been treating local customers to some exclusive specials like Okonomiyaki burritos, oh that sounds delicious, or、uh, cheesy chips or low quality chips. I'm confused, but okay, Google Translate, good job. Still, it's always hard to resist the offerings on their Mexican themed menu and even harder to pass them up. Now that they've announced the arrival of the new naked chicken tacos, and to add to the fun, because we know in Japan,、uh, the fast food chain says they'll be offering a special deal to customers who order the taco while dressed in a tank top. Cue the arrival of our reporter, who always is up for a challenge that requires him to show some flesh. And that is a tank top that is not an appropriate flesh. Okay.、Um, I'm sorry, I'm going. And they show a gentleman who looks quite fetching in his little tank top, whatever. They're not something that you see on the streets of Japan because societal norms have people usually covering their upper arms and even the height of summer.、Um, their reporter isn't one to walk on the side of convention, though. And uh, yeah, uh, so he was, the Taco Bell challenge was right up his alley.、Um, and he was put, he, yeah, he was. I guess quoted as to saying, I'm not PK tank topper today.、Uh, oh, wait, I'm not PK. I'm PK tank topper today. I would appreciate if you would address me as such. All right, Queen, go off.、Um, so he went into Taco Bell, and basically the deal was half price. So as long as they were wearing a sleeveless top,、uh, it meant camisoles and singlets were also there to snare you a discount, basically.、Um, Yeah, so you basically ordered chicken, naked chicken taco combo, and it seems like it was probably a grilled chicken dish, but it sounds pretty good. It looks like、I、they just take the chicken, thin it out, and just deep fry it like a shell. And I love that. Honestly, I've had like their, like their version of like naked chicken tacos for, like, I think it was like a breakfast thing a while ago. It's not that good. It's not. I had it too. It was very lackluster. Honestly, I didn't know I was eating chicken.、Mm. I'm、That's、also kind of spoiled, though. I think, I, I think we've eaten Taco Bell in the last few years, but I think the only thing I get from there now is their cinnamon twists because we have so many Puerto Rican chicken places. We have so many, like, Cuban chicken places. Like, we have、Real、so many. Look, 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 look. Authentic. Right. Look, first things first.、Um, We got, our, we got dropped for a few seconds, but the stream is back up. It's something on their end.、Uh, everything is fine here. Secondly, I don't really eat KFC all that often because my thing is, is halal chicken. I love halal chicken because you can't go wrong with three piece and fries and a soda for seven bucks. Try to match that KFC, you know. But that, that, that's just me. But, you know. I got to find、uh, one of these places. They're probably there. You just got to look for it. They'll say something like New York fried chicken, Kansas fried chicken, chicken and grill. You, if you walk into the store, if they're selling chicken, fish, pizza, and other stuff, and the, menu is, and the menu board is red with white or yellow lettering, that's a halal chicken spot. That's what I was going to say for any of you who might enjoy this, me, me disparaging one of our internet overlords actually activated it on my phone and it started to actually record,、uh, like, write down what I was saying. So, um, <laughs> never call upon it. It will, the, 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 the、uh, speaking of the devil.、Um, but yeah. Text to speech, hooray. 
<laughs> All right. Now, our last story. Um, This is odd. All Japanese customers are banned from a restaurant in Japan. How the hell does that work? So, there is a ramen chef that goes by the name of Akia Arima. He runs a place called Ishi Ishigakijima, and it's on one of the most beautiful islands of the Okinawan Prefecture. Normally, his restaurant is called Yeyama's, no, Yeyama's style. All right, Ishigakijima is the island. All right, the restaurant's called Yeyama style. My bad. It's normally packed with summer travelers, but on one day, 42-year-old Arima served noodles to two diners, and that was it. And it's not that customers don't want to eat there. He's turning people away. Since the beginning of the month, would-be customers walking to the restaurant have been greeted by a notice written on a bright yellow background. Make sure everyone notices it. And this is what it says. To Japanese customers, Japanese tourist manners have been, have been becoming progressively worse year by year. And so we will not be allowing Japanese customers to dine at our restaurants until after September. We will only be accepting overseas customers, and we apologize to local Japanese and customers who have eaten here every year, and also actually in cooperation. We are currently thinking to resume regular service in October. Wow! Damn, son. That's balls! I mean, if he's doing well enough, there are a lot of businesses that are just, mm. like, like the robot restaurant, you won't see a Japanese customer in there because they make the money they make with the tourists like exactly. that go mm-hmm. but but dang yeah so that's thing, severe yeah the thing is ishigakijima is a popular destination for domestic and international travelers okay cool now arima's got no problem with the uh international travelers it's his own people's he he do, he's, he doesn't really care for you know it's just it's just loud and chaotic he's not he is not he's not dealing with it so you know um let's like see. Telling, he's telling his countrymen y'all motherfuckers need jesus right exactly I find that really weird though because i thought okay i could be completely ignorant about this but i thought like japan was all about manners and yeah but there are sometimes manners get you know you know there are some people who are you know like the recent trip I went over there and had a gentleman at a bus stop stare at me because I had my luggage with me. That was very uncomfortable and unnerving, but you know, whatever. They have different societal norms than we do, so something that might seem appropriate. This is also, is this Okinawa in the archipelago of Japan? Or is yeah. It? Yeah. Okay. So are um, most like, of the home islands, I think. The Okinawan collection of people also are very much more segregated because of the because we have isn't there a base there a military base yes there is there is a huge negative reaction to a lot of foreigners so that's one weird thing that i would say is because of the military base there they're actually quite disparaging to a lot of american people there are a lot of restaurants out there that are specifically japanese only but it might also be because Okinawa's in the south, and so there might be a different amount of formality since Okinawa isn't the city. It doesn't. I mean, it has cities there, I'm sure, but it's much more of a southern-based island. I'm sure that there's a lot of societal norms right. there that are 
different. Okay, um, yeah. we're going to have to quickly wrap this up. For some reason, uh, we got disconnected from Twitch, and we're not getting back online for some odd reason. So, fun. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know why, but it just shows us as we're off freaking line. So yeah, it's I, been reconnecting I, me this whole time. I've been watching chat and stuff to mod it. Yeah, but I, and I, I, and, and I've ended the connection and tried to start it back up. So I have a feeling if I sh if I close out OBS, everything is going to shut down. So let's just wrap up the show, and I will deal okay. with everything afterwards. Post. post, you know. So. I'll, I'll make a post about it, you know, on the site that the audio feed, will, the audio podcast will be available okay, I'll, for I'll let uh, chat know. Yeah. Please. That that would be greatly it's appreciated. Me, I broke it. God damn it, Trixel. That's not your job. That's Koi's job to break shit. Not you. <laughs> God. I'm gonna to have to talk about that on my face on Facebook tonight. God damn it, Trixel broke the show tonight. You know, <laughs> normally it's Koi. Normally she's the one that's breaking it, but evidently I think she sent you on her on her behalf or something. So, damn it, Koi. I'm just gonna let this music play out, and then we're gonna go go and just start wrapping up the show. So. And the funny thing is, I'm looking over at the at the, the routers. Everything is fine because if it was a network connection, everybody would have fell right off. So, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's go ahead and wrap up the show. So, thank you for listening and thank you for watching the show tonight. Um, if you have any questions about the show, uh, ideas, suggestions, or whatever, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com again that is podcast at animejamsession.com we want to know what's up we're here to believe you and remember we're doing this for the fun of it so what we're telling you what we like and don't like is 100% real don't forget to check out our website at animejamsession.com where you can find links to our podcast convention reports anime reviews um, convention photos our convention videos and so much more. Definitely check us out at AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget, you can find our podcast on any portable device. Windows Mobile, BlackBerry, iPhone, Android, anything that grabs podcasts. Google Podcasts, Pod, uh, Pocket Casts, you name it. it we're on, on iHeartRadio as well. Just search Anime Jam Session and you will find us. And check us out there. And you can leave reviews through those programs too so do that and we really appreciate that as well um social media you can find us um youtube twitter and facebook all leads back to anime jam session and to everybody that follows us on these social media pages thank you so much we couldn't do it without you and don't worry that was my top light that just flipped off because i'm we're normally done by now but it's cool because he's haunted. No, I'm kidding. No, oh, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> oh, All right, we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ari. I really got to get to bed because I'm tired and uh, got to hit the bathroom before I go, too. You got it. Last words, Ichigo. Well, 
I know Otakon's coming up, and those of you who are partaking in the Con Crunch cereal of the world, definitely don't Con Crunch yourself. Take care of yourself. Make sure you're eating and, and drinking and staying well, and I'll see you there. Last words, Trixel. I had a great time being on the show tonight. You guys should follow me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. You can find me through Trixel or Trixel Cosplay. It'll it'll pull me right up. My last words, right after this, I'm turning the air conditioner on and I'm praising it one more time. <laughs> All right, we're not there's gonna be no post-show wrap-up after this. After this, we are done. We're getting out of here. So that is it. End of list. We're getting out of here. So I'm Ronma. I'm Ari. And I need to go. And I'm Trixel. Uh, you got it. She picked it <laughs> up right away. That's it. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Yamatani. All right, y'all, mute up. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Say good night, Ichigo. Good night, Ichigo. All right, now we're getting out of here. Good night, y'all. podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!